You're tuned in to SR, the Fantasy Star. Let's go. SR the Fantasy Star, tune in anytime, anywhere that you are. Do it with headphones, even in the car. And if you listen to you know your team about to go far. It's SR the Fantasy Star. Tune in anytime, anywhere that you are. Do it with headphones, even in the car. And if you listen to you know your team about to go far. Let's get it. What up, what up, what up? Thank you for tuning in. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time of day it is. I just thank you for listening. Make sure you follow me on my social as well at SR the Fantasy Star. That's where I'll be posting a lot of content, although I do appreciate you listening. I know sometimes it is easier just to view that stuff, um, you know, as you're scrolling your social media platforms and you just want to get to something real quick. So make sure you're following me there. Today, I will be covering my top 25 QB rankings. Um, you know, this list was a little, a little tough. It's definitely always hard to predict. I feel like everyone has a consensus like top eight. But once you get past that, it does get a little tough. So I'll just give some a little detail as to why I chose each spot for each person. And, you know, this should be a quicker than usual show, I'm guessing. But, you know, if not, then just listen all the way through. Listen to the whole thing. <laughs> all right. So let's get started right away. Uh, number 25, I got um, Jimmy G at the 25 spot. And it's Shanahan already came out and said that. Trey Lance will be getting some snaps and some time too, so I'm not sure how much that will impact Jimmy G. But I don't, and I don't anticipate Jimmy G being a league winner or anybody for you anyway. He's more of a game manager, a game manager, and that's how he's been in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And they like to run the ball a lot, so I don't anticipate Jimmy G, um, you know, winning you a lot of weeks. But he, he could be someone on a streaming radar depending on his matchup. At 24, I have Derek Carr. Um, most of their offseason additions were on defense, and they did add Kenyon Drake as well. So I think they're going to run the ball a ton with Kenyon Drake and Jake and um, Josh Jacobs. So I'm not sure if that will imp- impact their passing game. They also lost Nelson Aguilar, so I think you know that was his favorite target last year. Obviously, they have Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, who's been getting a lot of raves. They're even comparing them to like. T.O. and Randy Moss so I think that's a stretch but I just think they're going to run the ball more they focus on their defense I think they're going to have a you know defensive and running game plan and I could see Gruden doing that that's kind of what he did when he was in Tampa Bay and they won that Super Bowl with um was it Brad Johnson so you know I, I think that's their game plan and you know Derek Carr drops off you know from where he was last year 23 I have Daniel Jones they obviously went out and got Kenny Galladay and he's been hobbled recently and Saquon is back they actually expect him to be back for game one so that will open up the passing game but Daniel Jones just hasn't shown that he can be a dominant passer and they haven't really developed a game plan for him to run because he can run the ball obviously he had that crazy run against the Eagles where he stumbled but he he has shown that he's athletic and fast and they haven't really implemented that much as like the Cardinals have with Kyler Murray or um the Bills have with with Josh Allen so if they implement that then I can see him being like a you know a top like 15 18 quarterback but Right now, as it is, I have Daniel Jones at 23. At 22, I have Matt Ryan. They haven't addressed their run game in the offseason. Like, they added Mike Davis, but I'm not sure he's the type of bell cow that they really want or they really need. So they're going to be a pass-first team, and I think Matt Ryan's numbers could be impacted by that because they're not going to be able to keep drives alive 
with running the ball. And Matt Ryan had a good year last year. He was QB 12, but I just think there are going to be some other QBs that take the next step, which could, you know, bump Matt Ryan down in the rankings. And don't get me wrong, he'll obviously still have his weeks depending on his matchup, but I see Matt Ryan at QB 22 this year. QB 21, I have Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Devonta Smith has been banged up, so they haven't really been developing that rapport, even though they played in college together. And, you, you know, you don't really know what you have in Rager. So, you know, their only real options or real threats that they have are the tight ends right now. So I'm not sure if, you know, just having your tight ends be your primary uh, source for, you know, passing yardage can lead to a top 15, top 12 quarterback. And I think that's where a lot of people anticipated Jalen Hurts this year, just because of his running ability. His running ability definitely does help him. But I'm not, you know, too confident in these offensive weapons around him. And I can also see this team running the ball heavy. They got Miles Sanders, obviously, Jordan Howard, and Carrion Johnson. And their new coach was with, he was the offensive coordinator in Indy last year. And we obviously, obviously saw Indy run the ball a ton. They had Jonathan Taylor. We saw Naeem Hines get involved in the passing game a lot. And that's kind of the Carrion Johnson role. And then we also saw Jordan Wilkins get in the mix because Marlon Mack was hurt. So I think that we could potentially see Miles, Jordan Howard, and Carrion carry a lot of the load for this team, which leaves Jalen Hurts with, you know, less um, ability to, you know, build them fantasy points. At 20, we have Baker Mayfield. And this is a run first team, obviously. Nick Chubb just got the bag and Kareem Hunt's behind them. And they're going to run the run the ball in the red zone, especially. They're going to want to run the ball early. On downs, that's just how Kevin Scafanti likes to play. So I think that obviously just limits Baker Mayfield. Obviously, they have Jarvis and Odell. And, you know, those guys will eat in a given matchup. But I really think that they want to run the ball. And this defense got better this year. So I just think that's only going to lead them to running the ball more. And, you know, they won't be coming from behind as often. At 19, I have Tua. Uh, no, it's his first year as a full-time starter. And, you know, he's going to be a game manager, but I just think this team is going to be in position to score touchdowns. They have a good defense. So, you know, turnovers create short fields and, you know, things of that nature. And they have so many playmakers like they obviously got Waddle. Um, they went out and got Fuller. So they have these speedy guys. So I just think Tua is going to, um, you know, fall into this 19 range because he's going to be able to get these guys the ball and they're going to be able to do what they do, use their speed and athleticism to score touchdowns and get yardage for him. At 18, I have Cam. Cam finishes a top, he finishes QB 16 last year and he only threw 2,600 yards and had eight passing touchdowns. So that's just crazy to me that he was still able to finish at QB 16. He rushed for almost 600 yards and had 12 rushing touchdowns, which is insane. And I think... He finishes at QB 18 this year, so I haven't pushed back a little bit. I think those running numbers go down a little bit because Damian Harris will, you know, take the, the majority of that workload. But I think his passing numbers do come up a little bit, and that's because of his tight ends. I think going out and get Hunter Henry, who's a little banged up right now, but getting John Dew Smith, I think that's only going to help Cam a lot. They obviously went out and got Nelson Aguilar. So they, this team got some better pieces, and they also, you know, got better on defense with some of the guys that opted out last year. So I think this team will be in position to score a little more and you know cam will have you know a pretty solid year and that's that's given that he does remain the starter obviously mac jones is waiting in the wind but like i said i think this team has a better year this year and i think cam you know will remain the starter you know you know if he plays 
like he did last year. If he if he falls off a little bit, then you know that will open the door for Mac Jones. But Cam can play good enough, and it's all up to him. At 17, I have the rookie Trevor Lawrence. You know, I think he's good. He's obviously he came in in Clemson balling as a, a as a freshman, and I think you know that's going to be similar in Jacksonville. I think obviously they have a new coach. Uh, you know, he's a rookie head coach in the NFL. And, you know, I think they will have some wrinkles in their offense that, you know, may throw teams off, especially being in the division they play. Um, they'll, you know, they'll face the Texans who won't be too great. Um, you know, the Titans who have a rebuilding defense and then, you know, the Colts who are, you know, have some important offensive pieces hurt. So just their division, their division, um, you know, they may be able to steal some wins there. And I could, I could see Trevor Lawrence having a solid year and finishing at QB 17. Obviously, DJ Chark is there. They have LaVishka Chenault for a second year and they went out and got Marvin Jones. So all these guys can be serviceable and, you know, can help Trevor Lawrence be QB 17. QB 16, I have Ryan Fitzpatrick in Washington. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, will have a solid year. He actually threw for more yards and more touchdowns in his seven starts than Tua did in his nine starts. So Ryan Fitzpatrick played well at times. It was kind of weird. Tua was the starter and Fitzpatrick will come in to close games. He was like coming out of the bullpen. It was super weird the way they rotated last year. But I think a full year with Ryan Fitzpatrick in Washington with these weapons um, and this this good defense. This defense is good. So they're going to be a position to score. I think that's only going to help Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, obviously, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuels and Logan Thomas are, you know, good receiving threats to help him out and he has jd mckissick and antonio gibson coming out of the backfield so and you know like i was saying you know just playing in this division you know eagles cowboys defense wasn't that great last year giants defense was serviceable but they're beatable so i think ryan fitzpatrick could have a solid year at 15 i have matthew stafford he had a better season in detroit last year than Goff had in la but LA still made the playoffs. So, you know, it's just weird how that works and, you know, how that fantasy number works. So I'm just not sure how much more Stafford will have to do fantasy wise in LA for his numbers to, you know, for them to win and for his fantasy numbers to improve. He finishes QB 15 last year. And, you know, I think he'll only be a little better fantasy wise this year. Although I have met QB 15 this year as well and it's kind of weird i have um as i go to qb14 i have ben roethlisberger and he finished as qb14 last year so i actually did these rankings before i even checked last where everyone finished last year so i have ben roethlisberger and matthew stafford in the same place they finished last year which is kind of weird so while we're on ben roethlisberger um you know i think the steelers are going to run the ball a little bit more this year a little bit more effectively, although their offense of line isn't as great as it was last year. But, you know, I will think they will run the ball a little bit more effective and effective in the red zone. Because last year we saw Roethlisberger steal a lot of touchdown passes on, like, those little tap passes over to Chase Young. Or, sorry, I said Chase Young. Uh, Chase Claypool. Um, he was getting those, you know, little tap passes and stuff like that. So I think um, they will be able to run the ball a little better because James Conner just was not able to really run it in from the goal line last year. So, you know, some of those, you know, points might be lost, but, you know, I think obviously Robinsberger still has another solid year finishing at 14, 13. I have Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a good year from week one to week 10 before he was injured. He was QB 15 and that was as a rookie. And, you know, obviously he dropped the QB 25 
you know, after he was hurt and the season ended. But I think as a rookie, you know, QB 15 through the first 10 weeks is really good. They obviously add Jamar Chase and they're saying Jamar Chase isn't really uh, keeping up. They're saying he's falling behind in training camp. So I'm not sure how true that is, but I just think adding that type of talent and that prospect is obviously going to keep the defense on high alert. And they obviously still have T Higgins and Tyler Boyd who have both proved themselves, um, you know, through the years and, you know, Joe Mixon in the backfield. So you can't really, um, you know, anticipate the pass. You have to respect the run as well. So I expect Joe Burrow to have a great year. I have Kirk Cousins coming in at number 12. The, his last three years, here are his finishes. He was QB 11, QB 18, and QB 13. So you basically know what you're getting from Cousins. He's falling within this range. And I think Justin Jefferson obviously only helps his QB numbers and for him to be a fantasy-relevant quarterback because Justin Jefferson gets open an awful lot. Um But we know what this team wants to do. They want to control the ball on the ground. They want to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. And they don't want to, you know, throw Kirk Cousins in these situations where he can lose them games. And we've seen this in the past from them. So I, I you know I think Kirk Cousins finishes around the same that he's finished the last three years. I have him at 12. And, um, yeah, and I think that's where Kirk finishes. So number 11, I have Justin Herbert at QB 11. He was QB 9 last year. He had a great year. He started out real hot for a rookie, and I think a lot of that had to do with teams not really having tape on him because he did struggle a little in the middle of the season, but he did pick it back up and, and finish the year pretty strong. Um, so I, I have Justin falling a little behind from where he was last year from QB9 to QB11, and I think they, they they really need Mike Williams to step up on the outside and, you know, this, this has to be the year for Mike Williams. He was drafted 2017. So, you know, if this isn't the year, then I can't see the Chargers, you know, bringing him back. And, and this is really going to make or break Justin Herbert's fantasy value because Keenan Allen plays the slot. So there's only so much you can do in the slot to really, you know, help your team move the ball downfield and make explosive plays. So I think it really depends on Mike Williams stepping up and being that out, outside deep threat and staying healthy, you know, for them, um, you know, to, to be fantasy relevant. I do like their rookie, Josh Palmer. I think he's good. Um, but, but, but like I said, he's a rookie. So, you know, there, you have to tamper your expectations a little bit there. So I have Justin Herbert at 11 and my number 10 spot is probably going to surprise a lot of people. I have Sam Darnold at number 10 and hear me out before you, <laughs> before you leave and exit the podcast, hear me out, please. Let me just make my point because I know you're ready to shut this shit off right now. All right. So Teddy Bridgewater threw for 3,700 yards and 15 touchdowns last year. He obviously had DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson as his one and two. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson each had 1,000 yards last year. So they were each over 1,000 yards last year. But DJ Moore only had four touchdowns and Robbie Anderson only had three. So this team just wasn't in position to score. And when they were, Teddy just wasn't delivering because they, they had a lot of kicks. Like Joey Sly had a great year last year because they weren't finishing, you know, in their on their side of the field. So I think obviously getting Christian McCaffrey back is only going to help this offense and and get this. McCaffrey's last full season, he was another thousand yard receiver. So Sam Darnold has three thousand yard receivers out there 
who are only going to help this offense move the ball, going to help them get touchdowns. I anticipate DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson both having more touchdowns this year, uh, one of them possibly having double-digit touchdowns. So that's only going to be fantasy value for Sam Darnold. And Darnold last year threw for 2,200 yards, nine touchdowns, and that was only in 12 games. So his numbers weren't far off from what Teddy Bridgewater did in in this offense with two, you know, pretty top tier wide receivers. And I bet you can't even name one wide receiver that Sam Darnold was throwing to last year. So I anticipate Sam Darnold to have a good year. Hopefully you're still listening and shut this shit off. (laughs) All right. Number nine, I have Ryan Tannehill. You know, there's really not much to to say here. They obviously add Julio. That's only going to help Tannehill. They still have AJ Brown and, you know, with Derrick Henry, you know, he just opens up the passing game so much. So I I think Ryan Tannehill is in for another top 10, um, QB finish. And it would be funny if Sam Darnold and Ryan Tannehill both finished top 10 because they were both previously coached by Adam Gase and everyone thought these quarterbacks were trash because of Adam Gase. So it would be kind of hilarious if they both finished as two top 10 fantasy quarterbacks after leaving Adam Gase. Number eight, I have Lamar Jackson and I'm a little nervous about this. I think that they will try to throw the ball more, which I'm not sure if that'll you know be beneficial for Lamar because this team has went out there and drafted wide receivers in the first round the last few years. And I don't think they want to waste that draft capital on and just continue to do what they've done, which hasn't been working and hasn't resulting resulted in, you know, wins and playoff wins for them. So I do anticipate Lamar throwing the ball more, um, you know, and I'm a little nervous where that will end up. Um, I think JK Dobbins will steal yardage and touchdowns from Lamar, but you know, Lamar running for a thousand yards isn't winning this team, you know, or it's winning this team games, but it's not going to win this team a Super Bowl. So they're going to have to throw the ball more. And they, you know, they drafted high wide receivers, went out and got Sammy Watkins. So I expect Lamar to be airing it out a lot more. And, you know, that could tamper his or hinder his um fantasy output. Number seven, I have Tom Brady. He was number eight last year, eight. QB eight. So, you know, he finished top eight last year. They're returning all their, their starters. They basically returned their whole team. So I think Tom will, you know, finish around that same, um, you know, landscape. So I have him at seven. I think they're going to, they're going to run the, they're going to want to run the ball, um, you know, with Fournette and they went out and got Giovanni Bernard, uh, obviously still have Ronald Jones. So they're going to want to run the ball, but they're going to let Tom air it out to all those receivers. You got to keep those receivers involved. And I have Tom finishing at seven QB six. I have Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more effectively this year. I think they have AJ Dillon, who's going to be able to uh, run in between the tackles well. And, you know, they're going to be able to pound the ball, run, the, run out the clock. Obviously I think AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are a good tandem. And I think they'll take a little bit of the stress off of Rodgers, but I think Rodgers will obviously still be Rodgers, obviously still throwing the Devontae Adams and they have Robert Tunyon there. Devontae Adams is going to have double-digit touchdowns. I think Robert Tunyon will play well. They brought back Randall Cobb. He might, you know, bring back some old, some life back in those old legs to, um, you know, play well in this offense. So I have Aaron Rodgers at six. At number five, I have Russell Wilson. And for some reason, I thought Russell would, you know, fall off a little bit because he hasn't been running the ball as much as he has in the past. 
but I just keep moving him up and up my rankings, and I, I think he has a, a good year. Um, I think he finishes at five, obviously. I think DK will take another step. DK's shown he can be a top receiver in this league. Super fast, super strong, super athletic. Obviously, Tyler Lockett compliments DK on the other side of the field really well. And I think that they added Gerald Everett, who I think is just going to open up the field for them for them he's a super athletic tight end and I think Russell he loves the throw to the tight end we've seen guys like Will Disley be fantasy relevant before and you know they drafted him as a blocker so you know Will Disley Jacob Hollister has been relevant for them and Jared Gerald Everett is better than both of those guys so I think Gerald Everett will play a, a part in this offense and play well and I expect Russell to reap the benefits of this and I have him finishing at five at number Four, I have Dak Prescott. He was number four uh, QB last year before he got hurt in week five. And, you know, this offense obviously pretty much remains the same. They have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. I expect Dak Prescott to, you know, pick up from where he left off last year if he is healthy. Um, while I'm recording this today, he's been, you know, throwing the ball lightly. So if he's available for week one, I, I think he'll, you know, pick up and, um, where he left off last year. I think Zeke has a lot to prove on his down year last year. So I think Zeke will have a better year. And that's only going to help Dak Prescott in this passing game. At three, I have Josh Allen. I think he's in for another good year. Um, he was the QB one last year. So, you know, they still have the weapons around him. Diggs is his go-to. Diggs, you know, caught a lot of passes last year. They have Emmanuel Sanders in the mix this year in his old age. Not sure how effective he would be, but they still have Cole Beasley. And I think Gabriel Davis will take another step this year. But I have Josh Allen at three. Obviously, from three to one, it's not that crazy of a difference. But I just think his pass, his passing completion percentage was 69% last year. It was up from 58% the year prior, which is why he was off my draft board last year. And it made me look stupid because obviously he was the QB1 and he was going late in drafts last year. And yeah, like I said, it made me look stupid. I, I didn't have Diggs high last year or Josh Allen. So that was my biggest miss last year. But I'm just not sure if that 69% passer completion can be replicated if he falls within like the 62 to 64. I just think that drops his stats down a little bit. Obviously, he can still run the ball effectively. And like I said, he's still got these good receivers. So I have him finishing at three. At QB2, I have Kyler Murray. He finished at the QB2 spot last year, and I think he does a lot of the same. He's in for another good year. They obviously have D-Hop returning. They signed A.J. Green. Not sure how effective or healthy he will be, but he's there kind of, I guess, replacing Larry Fitzgerald. I'm not, I'm curious to see what role they use him in, um, you know, in these preseason games if they all play together. But I think Kyler finishes at number two again. Kyler did a great job last year scrambling and scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Obviously, he can add those rushing yards. And I think he scored a lot in the red zone because of the limitations of Kenyon Drake. I think Kenyon Drake definitely struggled. And they brought in James Conner, who I kind of compared to Kenyon Drake I, I don't really see the difference I don't think one stands out over the other and since Kenyon Drake struggled last year in the red zone and scoring touchdowns on short yardage I kind of expect the same out of James Conner so I could see Kyler Murray still having those rushing touchdowns and that that's a lot of upside and that's going to lead to him finishing at QB2. And at QB1, obviously, I have Patrick Mahomes. They did a good job focusing on their offensive line this year in the offseason. And I think a lot of that was because of how the Super Bowl looked. Patrick was running for his life. He's throwing balls from the... <laughs> 
falling down, looking like he's laying on a mattress, throwing the ball. So he was definitely running for his life in that Super Bowl. And I just think that led them to focus on revamping this offensive line. So I do expect Mahomes to have another great year. Um, he'll have more time in the pocket to get these, to get the ball to the speedy receivers they have. Obviously Tyreek Hill. I expect Nicole Harmon to take a little jump. And obviously they have Travis Kelsey, who's Mr. Always open. So I just think, you know, more time in the pocket is just only going to lead to, you know, more open receivers. And, you know, Mahomes going to have another great year. So that does it. That's the QB wrap up. Um, thank you guys for listening. You know, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Obviously, these are the rankings that I think, um, you know, this, these are my projections. Um, you know, but just listen, take everything with a grain of salt, a grain of salt. Hopefully I added some insight and some knowledge, um, that you may not have had or may was looking for prior to your drafts. So make sure you follow me again on the social at SR, the fantasy star. Next episode, I will be ranking running backs. So make sure you tune in for that. Thank you for listening. Peace out.